You know, there is always a choice, and humans seem to often make the wrong one. Also, he was one of the first out gay actors on television, and he's going to be here with us, Jason Stewart, because he's coming to Las Vegas, child. So don't go anywhere. What a show. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corel Cast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Crowcast. I am Corell. Happy Monday, if you can possibly have one. Uh, you know, by the way, I just want to tell you all, if you're in the Long Beach area this coming Saturday, please join me at 1 o'clock at the Harvey Milk Promenade Plaza on 3rd Street in Long Beach uh, at 1 o'clock as they put Corell and Andrew up on the equality wall there uh, for the contributions we made, Corell and Andrew, uh, to the LGBTQ movement, to visibility uh, and to gay and lesbian rights. It's quite an honor, and I hope that you all could come, or a few of you can come if you're in the area. Once again, that's this coming Saturday at 1 p.m. at the Harvey Milk Promenade. Uh, on uh, It's on 3rd Street uh, in Long Beach, and it will be at 1 o'clock from 1 to 3. So hopefully we will see you there. All right, uh, later in the show, we got Jason Stewart coming up, one of the first out gay actors on television. He tours in comedy clubs across the land. He is also the son of a Holocaust survivor uh, and a, a practicing Jew. And so it's going to be interesting to speak with him about how he is managing to be funny uh, in the world. All right, you know, over the weekend, I binged, binged the fall of the House of Usher. Uh, and you may wonder why a science fiction or horror show based on Edgar Allan Poe uh, has anything to do with our first segment. But there's some really great dialogue uh, in the show, particularly in the final episode. Uh, and it got me thinking uh, about choices. Choices. Because everything going on in the world today is somebody's choice. And I, I want to just reiterate that. Every good thing going on in the world today and every bad thing going on in the world today is all just a matter of choices. What's going on in your world is just a matter of your choices, right even down to your health care. And God knows my medical anxiety is off the chart. I have a lump on my shin. Don't know how I got it. it, it it's like a lump you would get if you hit your shin, but I didn't hit it. They've already x-rayed it. They're acting like there's something wrong, not me. So they've raised my medical anxiety. Oh, let's x-ray that. Let's, oh, great. What are you looking for? Oh, cancer. Oh, thanks. Stop dropping the frickin' C word. Uh, Ember, on the other hand, dodged the cancer bullet. Her, her labs were a mistake. The calcium level was a mistake. It was because of the fat in her blood. Once she went in fasting, the calcium went back to normal. She does not have parathyroid tumors, nor does she have anything like that. We don't know why the throat is still hoarse. Uh, and, and God knows that could be something. But she's on steroids for that, my little bitch on steroids. Uh, and we'll see if those help. And I'll let you know next week if, if her voice has returned to normal. Uh, but choices. For instance, I choose to be a plant-based eater and to exercise for almost two hours a day. That's a choice. Okay? It's a compulsion. It's a choice. And I have been healthier because of it. So even if I do encounter some horrible disease, hopefully being healthier will help me through that process. Okay? I choose to be healthier. Okay? I choose to be a plant-based eater. I choose to help the environment by being a plant-based eater. Everything that we have done 
destroying the environment, waging war in various areas of the world, dropping bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Those were all choices. They weren't mandated. They weren't divine. They, and I don't mean the drag queen. They, you know, they, they didn't happen because of some problem. No, they were choices made by humans. And here's the problem. Humans often make bad choices. You know, what's going on in Israel and, and, and Palestine right now, or what would be Palestine, is a series of bad choices. Hamas made a bad choice to attack Israel and kill innocent civilians. And now Israel is making a terrible choice in perpetrating a near genocide against the Palestinians, moving a million people from their homes. Imagine someone coming to your house and telling you, you got to get out, because if you don't get out, you might be killed. You have nowhere to go. You, you don't have countries around you that are welcoming. You don't have a house. You, don't, you can't just, but uh, up you go, pack your thing. Imagine, see, you can't imagine what it's like to be a Palestinian right now, and nor can you imagine what it's like to be a Jew feeling that the whole world is, Jews right now feel the world is against them. They feel they have every right to do what they're doing. And they feel if you don't support that, that you're against them. I'm not against them, but I do not support their reaction. I do not support what they are doing in Gaza. And I, if you want to label me an anti-Semite, if you want to say, well, then you condone killing, then you're fucking wrong. I don't condone either side killing. And I certainly don't condone the displacement of a million people. I don't condone bombs falling on apartment buildings and killing entire families. I do not condone that. That is a choice, and it's a bad choice. It's not a very Christian or Jewish or Muslim choice. I don't care how religion has been distorted in modern-day time. A true God would not be for killing any of his children. Judge not, lest he not be judged. If someone perpetrates a crime against you, it's not up for you to judge them. It's up to God. But we have made a choice throughout our history, horrible choices, to wage wars, to kill planets, to kill each other. Here in America, we make horrible choices every day. Look what's going on in Congress. Jim Jordan I don't want to say a pedophile, but this guy knew of sexual allegations and sexual wrongdoing, and he overlooked it. Kids were molested, and he didn't care. Yes, they were in college, but he didn't care. He made a bad choice. People who were so upset with the country made a bad choice in Donald Trump. That's a bad choice. He is a bad person. He is not a good choice for government. Half of Congress, George Santos, what an effing joke. Having a meltdown, not supplying his tax return, 72 felony counts. How many felonies does it take for the GOP to throw out a member? None. They don't care. So these are all just bad choices. Now, look, we all make bad choices every day. I make bad choices. I choose to let medical anxiety get me down sometimes. You know, that's a choice. Letting it run rampant in my brain, that's a choice. I'm letting it do that. That's a choice. I want you to start thinking of the choices you make in your life. Every time, 
Every time we put gas in our car, that's a choice. It's a choice that we made that we're going to support this oil industry, that we're going to destroy the planet, that we're going to spend money that we don't have. Every time you exhibit anger, every time you are callous, you are mean, that's a choice. Every time someone types a negative comment online, they are making a conscious decision to be negative. Stop acting like life is out of our control. Life is a series and a culmination of all of our choices. And we're not making good ones. Americans are not making good choices. Not in the people they elect. Even Joe Biden. I love Joe Biden. He's been a great president. He's not making a good choice by running again. He's not. Someone else should be challenging Donald Trump, someone younger, more vibrant, someone more popular. Someone else should be doing it. He is a bad choice for the time. The Democrats are making a bad choice by supporting him. And again, I'm not a, I am not a Trump supporter, nor am I a Biden hater. He is the only person right now for the job. There's no one else running that should do the job other than Joe Biden. He's just not the best choice. Because of his age, he could possibly die in office, and that age is a disconnect with the younger generation. He is not the best choice for the time. We each make choices every day. Some affect the rest of our lives, some just affect the moment. Some affect a thousand people, some affect just you. But how you make those choices, that's up to you. Everything that happens is a human choice. I'm not ready to move on yet. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. And then Join Carell in Long Beach, California, October 21st, as he is placed on the Rainbow Wall in the Equality Plaza in the Harvey Milk Promenade Park, 185 East 3rd Street, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. That's October 21st, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. in Long Beach at Harvey Milk Promenade Park as Carell and Andrew are recognized for their contributions to the LGBTQ community. Come out and support Carell as he is honored as part of Carell and Andrew at this special event. You know, coming up next is Jason Stewart, and happiness is a choice. It is. You can choose to try to change your mood, try to laugh, try to be happy, go to a comedy show, whatever, or you can choose to be pissed off all the time. Happiness is a choice. Love is a choice. You can choose to be open, and you can choose to be loving, and you can choose to welcome people into your world, or you can choose to be shut off and shut away and, you know, a recluse. Everything we do is a choice. And if we just met poverty, you know, the, in the House of Usher, I said there's two great speeches. There are. And one of them is how humans choose to keep people in poverty. How we choose to not have everybody have enough money to have a happy life. Because we could. They bring up the point that if Hollywood stopped making films and television for one year, for one year, if all movies and all television were just repeats, just stuff they already had, and they stopped funding everything and used all that money 
they could actually cure homelessness and poverty in Hollywood and the entire state and possibly parts of the entire country. It is a choice to keep people poor. That is a choice. We choose to spend money on other things than helping each other. That's a choice. Poverty is man-made. It is a choice. Now, you don't choose it if you're in it. It's a condition in which you find yourself. But you are there because society as a whole has chosen to not help you. Homeless people are on the street because society as a whole have chosen to not help them. And when society has chosen to help them, it's chosen to put up roadblocks and regulations and a cap on how much help. Oh, we'll help, but only this much. That's a choice. And if they say, well, we have to make those choices because of money, no. No, you don't. There's plenty of money. You don't have to shut off funding to the homeless. That's a choice. You don't have to, you know, yesterday or uh, Saturday, actually, there was a food, another food distribution over at Desert Breeze Park. Hunger is a choice. We choose to make people beg for food instead of making food affordable enough so everybody can have it. Instead of having grocery stores where everything in it is free, you just go and get food because no one deserves to be hungry. What would be the worst thing that happened if all food were free? Well, Carell, how, how could grocery stores make money? How could, why do they need to make money? Why does any, healthcare is a choice. Depriving people of healthcare is a choice. Not letting people get healthcare because they can't afford it, that is a choice that politicians make, that corporate executives make. Every situation that we are in is because someone has chosen to put us there. Even if that situation is war, someone chose war. They, ch they didn't choose diplomacy. They, didn't, they chose war. Hitler chose war. And the United States responded. You know, we killed innocent Germans in Germany during World War II. We killed innocent people in France. We, we killed lots of innocent people. When 9-11 happened, in which Pete Davidson lost his father, as we were reminded over the weekend, when 9-11 happened, we chose to kill innocent people in Iraq, a country that had nothing to do with the war or with the attack. We chose that. We chose to displace all those people. We chose that. That was our chosen response to being attacked. All the damage we did in Afghanistan for 19 years of war, all the civilians killed, all the innocents that were lost, we chose to do that. Just as the Taliban chooses to be oppressive and chooses, and oh, there's lots of reason for our choices. We, we blame our choices on God. We always blame our bad choices on someone else. That's a human thing. Oh, we have to oppress women. We have to take their rights away. Our God says so. No, you choose. You know, for years, religion has oppressed gay people. But you know what? Being Catholic is a choice. Being gay is not. Figure that out. We let people who choose to follow some fairy tale oppress people who do not choose to be the way they are. 
And yes, a woman chooses to get pregnant if she has sex. She's taking the risk and choosing to get pregnant just like the man. But then you leave her no other choice. You say, well, you made a bad choice, live with it. And yet others who make bad choices, they don't have to live with it. Donald Trump has made nothing but bad choices. He's still rich and running for president. He's not in jail. And that's another thing. We choose to not put Donald Trump in jail. Judges for similar offensive have put people in jail while they were waiting for trial. So a human in a robe, a person in a dress, sitting at a large lectern that's supposed to intimidate us, has chosen to let that man be free. Why? Oh, as a deference to his former presidency or whatever. The man's a Nazi. His supporters are Nazis. And yet we choose. We choose to let, a MAGA, to let MAGA flourish. We choose to let that happen. We don't have to let MAGA flourish, but we choose. We choose to keep Fox News on the air under some fallacy of the First Amendment, a document that we choose to follow. We don't have to follow the Constitution. We could rewrite it if we wanted to. We choose not to. We choose not to amend the Second Amendment to stop people from dying of weapons. That's a choice. Children die every day in this country because we choose to protect a 240- or 50-year-old document over lives. We choose that. Now, I've made a ton of bad choices in my life. A ton. Just a ton. And I have accepted them and paid the price for them. I don't even know if Vegas was the right thing to do. I don't. I miss my life in Long Beach. I miss people coming over, dinner parties, weekends. I miss travel. I miss a lot. But I made a choice. And I felt it was the only one I had at the time, and so I made it. Luckily, it's not permanent, and I can undo it. But I made a choice. And often we make choices and don't want to live with them. We'll make bad choices and then be upset about the outcome. We have destroyed the planet. That was our choice. No, it wasn't, Corral. Yes, it was. You never demanded better public transportation because the thought of you taking the bus, oh, oh. We never demanded better. We chose not to get involved. Most of you choose not to run for office and make changes, even just school boards or whatever. Everything in life is a choice, and our choices are coming home to roost, and we're not liking it. We have chosen to let Israel ignore a two-state solution. We've, we've chosen that. Subsequently, they're committing what some are calling genocide against the Palestinians. We chose to ignore Hamas and let Hamas just be since 2017 or 2007. We chose to let ISIS flourish in Saudi Arabia. We knew it was flourishing. We let it, and then they attacked us. We choose to let evil thrive, and we blame so many things why we have to make that choice, but it's a choice. Terrorism exists because we choose to let it exist. We don't foster a world where no one would want to be a terrorist. We don't create societies where 
peace and harmony are valued more than money and success. We choose to let our children be dumber and dumber every year because we choose not to support teachers. We act like there's no money to support them. There's plenty of money. All of these things are choices. And these choices have led us to 2023 with the world at war, with the climate out of control. We need to start making better choices. Jason Stewart is next. He's going to talk about his Vegas gig, his TV show Smothered, and so much more. Please don't go anywhere. I am Carell. And come see me this Saturday, 1 to 3 in Long Beach. Come on, you can do it. Come on. Come on out. Come on. Visiting reallycorell.com daily. You're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorell.com. That's really K A R E L.com. Hey, what are you doing October 21st? Why not join Carell in Long Beach, California, as he is placed on the Rainbow Wall in the Equality Plaza in the Harvey Milk Promenade Park, 185 East 3rd Street, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. That's October 21st, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. in Long Beach at Harvey Milk Promenade Park as Carell and his late partner Andrew are recognized for their contributions to the LGBTQ community. Come out and support Carell as he is honored as part of Carell and Andrew at this special event. All right. Welcome back. Well, you know, if you watch Saturday Night Live over the weekend, uh, you saw Pete Davidson, who lost his father in 9-11, talk about how they were going to do the show and be funny Uh, because there was so much going on in the world. It almost seems wrong uh, to laugh. Uh, However, I agree with Pete Davidson. Sometimes it's laughter that actually gets us through the worst times. And I always go back to remember in the concentration camps in uh, Germany, they actually made music. The Jews actually produced and made music. So they were able to still hold on to some sort of humanity and creativity, even in the most horrible of times. We still have to laugh. And someone who's been out there making people laugh for longer than he'd like to mention uh, is my friend Jason Stewart. And he's coming to Las Vegas, baby, to the Westgate Hotel, the 16th and 17th. He'll correct me if I'm wrong, uh, at the Comedy Cabaret. Uh, He is not a stranger to Vegas. He's been coming here a lot recently. And who knows, one day maybe he'll stick around and do several shows, like a couple months or something. We'll see. Life, you never know what happens to it. So welcome, Jason. And of course, welcome back to Vegas. Give us the particulars up front. So if anyone wants, it's here. I do have listeners here. So if anybody's here or they want to come in from out of town, uh, they know where to find you. It's at the Westgate uh, Hotel. And I'm going to be there the 16th, wait, no, I'm sorry. October 17th, 18th, and 19th. October 17th, 18th, 19th. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I'm going to be uh, co-headling with this absolutely wonderfully funny comedian and his name, uh, who I work with at the Laugh Factory in Los Angeles quite a bit, uh, David Del Rosario. So I'm really excited about that because I haven't seen him in a long time. And, uh, you know, it's a straight, it's a gay, it's a in, it's an out, it's a Jew, it's an Italian, I think, or Latin of some sort. And it's going to be a lot of a varied comedy. It is really weird. You're very right. It is so strange to be doing comedy and being a Jewish man and a son of a Holocaust survivor. But I got to tell you, 
I got my mother living next door. Hashtag, I don't live with my mother. She lives next door. I do not <laughs> live with her. I am not that, you know, kids would come by my house and they'd see grass, you know, and they'd throw the ball on it and then I'd peep it, you know. And if, yeah, they're, over 20, and if they're over 21, they get to stay. Amen. <laughs> bring, bring the balls inside. Uh, now, the Westgate, of course, the house that Elvis Presley built used to be the Hilton and now Barry Manilow destroying Elvis's rec uh, record for the longest running residency there at the Westgate. So you'll be in great company there at the Westgate with Barry and all kinds of uh, the magic of Jen Kramer. Is it called, the, Interna is it called the International Hotel? It was. It was the Hilton, the International. Oh my then, God. then it was the Hilton. Uh, and now it's the Westgate. But it's the house that Elvis built. In fact, the Barry Manilow Theater is Elvis's theater. My friend Thea did a gig there recently and I got to go back and, and be in Elvis's dressing room and be backstage where he used to roam the halls. The Osmonds also uh, broke records at this very hotel. So even though it's behind the strip and people always discount the Westgate, they're like, oh, the Westgate, it's a fabulous hotel and it's got a history of some of the greatest entertainers in Las Vegas performing there. So you're in really great company. Now- I am, I'm really excited because Liberace headlined there and this was the yes, first he time did. Barbara, Barbara Streisand opened for him. She certainly did. And, and right down the street from the Westgate is a, a now a vegan restaurant called Poncho's. I'm a vegan, so I know this. And it used to be called Tivoli, and it was Liberace's restaurant. And they have restored it oh uh, to how they've restored it to they have a piano bar. They have a, a literally a bar that looks like a piano. Uh, they have restored it to the way that Liberace had it. Uh, so if you get a chance, go down to Poncho's and you will you'll be in Liberace's restaurant. And it literally there's also a Liberace exhibit at our museum. Wait, right wait, now. wait, wait, wait a second. Uh, polo shirt, polo shirt, bald head, bald head, face hair, face hair. Bitch stole my look. Uh, no, it's the it's the national gay look now. I got the memo. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I have Instagram. So, I, you know, I was like, oh, this is how we're supposed to look. Uh, so let's talk about this. You know. Uh, you are Jewish. You are also, you know, involved in SAG-AFTRA and in the diversity and inclusion uh, department of SAG-AFTRA. Uh, and it is a very hard time to be funny. Let me ask you about audiences. Are they coming? Are they already sour when they're sitting down and you have to work harder? Or do you find that they actually want to laugh? Well, I did this really great show the other night in Los Angeles at the Crow Comedy Club, which is a new sort of cool hip club in Santa Monica. And I think people were incredibly grateful to laugh. That's what people were. We really, really need it now. We really do. And I thought that was really wonderful. But there is, I think it's more me than it is them. Uh, you know, certainly not everybody feels so identified with what's going on in the world as always. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this going on if more people paid attention, I think. So I think it, it's an okay, it, it, it's an okay time. I think you just got to get yourself in the right headspace to do it. Also, um, I am the national co-chair of the Screen Actors Guild LGBTQ Committee, and I am on the uh, diversity committee also. I I've been volunteering there for close to 20 years uh, with this for LGBTQ people, uh, low budget comedians, seniors, uh, diversity. I've been, I, it's a real big part of my life. And I think it's really important to give everybody the, my mission is to give people more opportunities and to realize when you break the ground, you do get to walk on it. That's funny you say that, you know, I, I won't be here the 17th. I'll be in Long Beach accepting a certificate from the city council. And then yeah. on Saturday, uh, I'm accepting, or I'm being placed on the Harvey Milk Plaza on the equality wall. Oh, and, and I thought to myself, I guess if you're gay, 60, and you've been out your whole life, you get on a wall. Uh, but it is true. It, you Nowadays, more than ever, 
uh, whether it's your Jewish faith or whether it's, you know, or heritage, uh, whether it's LGBTQ, no matter what it is, it is more important to live an authentic life right now uh, than ever before because the powers of oppression all throughout the world uh, have reared their head back up. And, you know, before a dinosaur would die in the tar pit, it would thrash about and, and try desperately to get out and then it would die. Well, that's what's happening now. They know their days are numbered. The haters, the 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 anti-trans, the anti-gay, the anti-black, anti-immigrant, anti-women, anti-mame, uh, anti-whatever. They they know that their days are numbered, and they're just not going out silently. And so we're going to have to endure this thrashing about for God knows how long uh, until we finally vanquish these cancers uh, that have truly infected both America and the world. The cancer being conservatism, bigotry, hatred, transphobia, you know, every phobia that you can imagine. Uh, and until we banish that, and the same with war, until we realize no peace can ever come from war, we'll stop making the bad decisions that lead us to those. Uh, now, you know, you're on social media a lot. Uh, and how has social media, Jason Stewart is my guest. You've known him from television for 20 years. He was one of the first out gay actors on television. He's made several movies in the last five years that were really great. Uh, Birth of a Nation was a great, he was great in it. The problem was yeah. there was the controversy with the director and that's why that film didn't get the dues that it would have but or they should can have. watch it on Amazon now if you want to. Yes. It's on Amazon for a couple dollars. It's a brilliant uh, film about black abolitionist Nat Turner and I play a white heterosexual Christian plantation owner in 1831. It Proof can, he can in fact act. Uh, and of course he's got a television uh, series in its second season available on all streaming services including Amazon about two people who really probably shouldn't be together, uh, but are. Uh, and, uh, you know, you guys have been in a relationship for 30 years, can't afford to get divorced. Can't afford I to get a divorce. I co-wrote it, co-produced and co-star in it with Mitch Hera. I also won the Indie Series Award for Best Actor. And if you, the best way to uh, to find it is go to smotheredtv.com. And I'm really, really proud of it. Yeah, Smothered TV. They really pulled the second season out of their ass. Uh, I can say that because I'm a friend, but, you know, between crowdfunding and favors and everything else, and you'd never know it to look at it. It's got the production values of a regular sitcom. Uh, and, you know, it's not some indie shot on a phone, or if it is, it doesn't look like it. No, uh, not at all. And, we got some really great people. We got some really great investors, some wonderful uh, friends who gave money and people that have been fans for years and years of Mitch and I. And that, it was just, you know, Erica Irvin from American Horror Story, who was in the first season, came back and, and executive producer brought us some money. It was just really, really wonderful. I mean, you I'm know, AI is sort of the big topic these days. Uh, let me ask you, you, I don't want to say don't have to, kind of don't have to worry about that, but you make your living touring. You, you know, you are everywhere. You're in Texas, you're in Florida, you're in Palm Springs, you're in Las Vegas, you're, you know, you are like horseshit, you're spread out all over. Uh, and so- No let more me ask Florida you, for a while. Yeah, I don't blame you. Uh, so let me ask you before we go, is it easier or harder right now to get gigs? Well, this is my 30th anniversary of being out, and I've been a comedian for 40 years. I've been an actor for almost 50, a character actor. So for me, uh, God bless, something always sort of comes. Do I make as much money as I did 20 years ago? No. Did I save my money? Yes. Am I getting a new bed today? Yes, I am. Yeah, I saw you on Instagram giving away, selling your furniture, girl. Uh, so I'm redoing my a, entire bedroom. I said it's a fire sale. 
Jason Stewart, go see him at the Westgate Hotel, the 17th, 18th, or 19th. You won't be disappointed, but take it from me. Don't sit in his eyeline unless you want to be part of the well, show. I do kind of Joan Rivers, Don Rickles it, okay? Yes. Jason, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Corral, thank you for everything that you do, too. And if anybody wants to get me, just go to jasonstewart.com, S-T-U-A-R-T, and you can find out everything where I'm playing or doing all of those things. Go get him. All right. We'll be, uh, we won't be back. We'll see you on Wednesday. We'll be back. We'll be back on Wednesday. I am Carell. Be who you want to be so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Hey, it's Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Carell. That's youtube.com forward slash really Carell for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really That's patreon.com forward slash really My website is really and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.